Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you steam. It's Willard and Dibs <laughs> on 95.7 The Game. All right, there it is. Let's go. Let's get this week started. How's everybody doing? It was good to see you over the weekend. And I'll tell you, lovely Christy, she's not wrong. She just texted me as we were talking about this. And um, that game, that game that you refed yeah. for, for my son, yeah. feels like it was 26 days ago. No doubt, right? It feels like it, and it was, uh, it was on Saturday. Three days ago, yeah. It was on Saturday. It was great to see you. And uh, it's always fun for me when I get to officiate a game in front of loved ones. And I love you, love Christy, love little Jude. Was proud of him, as Guru would say. Proud of my nephew. Uh, he played well. They were a little bit overmatched. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, by and large, it was a fun game. Competitive. Didn't feel like I imparted too much no, onto the proceedings. No. A missed call here or there, sure. That's part of the and, game, uh, Dibs. Yeah. It's part of the game. You know, I got up and down. I got home, and the knees are still intact. And I've got uh, nine more this Saturday. And uh, my day ends right when the Niners begin. Oh, so Beautiful game time. Yeah. Beautiful game time. It works so for can, me. Yeah, go out, get your youth sports stuff done or whatever you got going on a Saturday. And then at 5 o'clock, uh, you know exactly what time yeah. it is. I think 5.30, actually. 5.30 or 5.20. Five, well, those games are usually yeah. 5.15. Good. Good. Whatever, whatever they are, but uh, yeah, the night game, the night game. It's great on Saturday. It'll be good. Yeah, five fifteen to be official. The one thirty game before that, Texans and Ravens. Don't sleep on that. C.J. Stroud is amazing, but yeah, man. Listen, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. We'll take your call. Steve Kerr is going to join us at five. Yeah, there might be a little bit of uh, of warrior drama between here and there, but but largely. Uh, we think your minds are on the 49ers. Our minds are on the 49ers. Chances don't come any better than this. I know some people like to say that as Super Bowl or bust, Mark and Dan. Chances don't come any better than this. That was a perfect weekend. It was a perfect weekend. Bye, Eagles. Bye. LOL, Dallas Cowboys. 
And the Rams and Lions, the only close game of the weekend, as predicted, um, was everything that you wanted it to be, everything we hoped it would be. And it ended with the Lions on top. Um, I don't know that Green Bay coming in is actually the perfect, perfect opponent. I thought it would be Tampa because I thought Dallas would survive Green Bay. And I think that would be the easiest opponent. But all in all, you look at a Final Four in the NFC, the Niners have not lifted a finger yet, and they need to come out of a Final Four of the Lions, Bucks, and uh, and Packers. And uh, chances do not come any better than this. Seriously, especially when you look at the matchups. And, you know, Jordan Love has been great. Green Bay's been playing very well, but they have to come here. And you're coming off a week rest, and you're getting a lot of people healthy. So you'd imagine that you can scheme up some things defensively to make it a little tougher on Green Bay than what Dallas was able to do. And Dallas gets out of the way, a team that was playing really well. And the other piece is Philadelphia. I know a lot of people huh. wanted the revenge factor against Philadelphia, but they got taken apart by Tampa, as you said that they would, and I'm going to give you your flowers because not only six or seven or eight weeks ago, however long that was ago, when the Niners were going to play the Eagles, you said the Eagles are just a better, slightly better version of Minnesota, and I pushed back, and turns out they're a slightly worse or a way yeah. worse version of Minnesota. And it's a good reminder for next year when we see a team like that, a team that has a good record but has won a lot of close games. Maybe they're not what they were cracked up to be. They go from 10-1 and to 11-7 and at the end of it, all things considered. And wow. that yeah. game yesterday was never really in doubt. Tampa took it to them early, and Philly had no response on defense, and their offense has been figured out. So The, the safety ended the game. The safety of Jalen yeah. Hurts when he did not, and he cocked his arm. He could have thrown it away right Careful. there. They were only down uh, by seven at that point. They are only down by seven. He takes the safety, and for me, I'm like, that's it. That's the end of the game. And about three plays later, James Bradbury completely whiffs uh, out on the sideline up against a receiver, and uh, and he gone. And, uh, and ball game over. And the Eagles, that had to be one of the most meek, sort of finishes to a good start that I can remember in, in sports history. And that is, by the way, a record. Nobody has ever been 10-1. and one. Nobody has ever won 10 of their first 11 games and, uh, and ended up with a record this bad. Ended up with only 11 wins. One more right. win, and it was against the New York Giants at home. And even that, I think, was only by like eight points. Yes. Um, and it so, didn't happen yeah. because of an injury to their starting quarterback. Nope. And that's that to me is the part that is even more alarming because if, if it was, you know, sure, there was a reason. If Hurts got hurt and you know your backup wasn't very good, you can okay, I can I can at least excuse that to an extent. But they had some injuries, but not big enough injuries to accommodate or allow for that, which was a complete. And total collapse, but I look at the where it is now with the Niners at home against Green Bay. Big, big favorites. Detroit, Tampa, whoever wins that, if the Niners hold serve here at home, they're going to be big favorites against whoever comes in. Yep. For me, Super Bowl or bust is not completely accurate in terms of the or bust part of it, but Super Bowl or else. And no. the or else part or means... Else what? Or else you get ripped, and somebody gets ripped well, that's for... Fine. I, that, somebody that's, gets absolutely yeah. pilloried and ripped for the fact that they lost it. Whoever yeah. the scapegoat is, 
you're going to be the one who who bears a long offseason burden if you don't at least make the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that that's that's sort of inherent though when you're a a one seed, when you're a favorite, when you're set up this way. Um, I mean, think of the offseason ahead for Dak Prescott. I'd say think of the offseason ahead for Mike McCarthy, but I don't think he's going to have an offseason ahead. Man, yeah. You know what I mean? How so, about Sirianni? Does same, he go too? Same. I mean, I can only imagine. I did not check in, but I can only imagine what Philadelphia Sports Radio sounded like today. And uh, not the most rational group of people I've ever met. Therefore, uh, if you did a poll today, keep Sirianni yes or no, I got to think the no's would have it north of 90%. Sure. I mean, but that's not even rational either because I Dibs, I have no idea what the hell happened. I know what I saw when they were 10 and 1, and that was unsustainable, a measure of luck, but I also was like, but they're I mean they're good. It's just, they're just not great. They're good, they're fine, they're not the 49ers. They're nowhere near the 49ers. That's what I saw. I didn't see this. They can't even function. They can't even function. They can't even get a first down. What happened? So, obviously, when you're the head coach, that comes on you. But I, like we're, we're watching players scream at each other on the sideline. A lot of it is pointed at Jalen Hurts. Big Dom's not allowed out there anymore. The whole thing was a complete and total house of cards. But from afar, I have no idea what the culprit was. I have no clue what made it fall that hard. Right, and I I think you have to look at the leadership, and uh, that's where Sirianni might be victimized. Even though he goes thirty four and seventeen in three years, he's three for three in playoff bursts. I don't know what else he could possibly do. He made it to a Super Bowl. They made the playoffs all three years, and he's thirty four and seventeen. So, yeah, the last six games, seven games. It is a bad way to finish a year, and ultimately, these are the games that matter the most. I wonder if they, you know, Jeffrey Lurie, not known for being the most rational of um, partners and CEOs. They've been through a weird six or seven years, to be honest with you, because they had an early pick that turned out uh, like it was going to be fantastic. Carson Wentz was going to win the MVP, Uh, and then he got hurt, and then they won the Super Bowl anyway. So it was like, oh my gosh, like just an embarrassment of riches. Our cup runneth over. You win the Super Bowl, and we've got Carson Wentz coming back. And then think of what's happened since then. You know, all of a sudden, Carson goes sideways. That leads to disagreement between Lurie and Doug Peterson, and Peterson is gone. And here comes Sirianni, and you've got the lead in the Super Bowl last year. And then it leads down this road, and now they're going to be a team in transition. If you hate the Eagles... Niners, like, there is a very high likelihood you will walk off into the sunset of this Eagles-Niners rivalry knowing that you didn't just win it, you ended them. Right. You broke them, not for this year, for good. In a regular season game. In a regular season game, you broke the entire Eagles run. They are losing so many players. Yeah. Whether it's age, Age, retirement, retirement, free agency, and beyond. Uh, There are so many questions coming out of a team that a month ago 
was the freaking bee's knees, Yeah, according to so many. And this is where Guru has some credence in his argument about the Niners winning two of the next three. And I'm, I'm with you in terms of Saturday. We're going to focus on Saturday. Yep. You get through Saturday, then you worry about the following Sunday. And then two weeks after that, if you can win a game in Vegas, then you get one and we can talk about two of the next three and all the rest of it. But just putting that back into a Guru's mind as far as what he thinks and I'm projecting now but Dallas is broken Philly is broken and you know the Rams quarterback is old the Seahawks coach is gone Arizona's a non-factor Detroit looks like they're live Green Bay's got a good young quarterback but in terms of the NFC you don't have a lot of young hot commodities that are coming for you that's actually an interesting point like to think about to think about it not through the lens of just like fandom. Oh, the Niners roster and yeah. their $900,000 quarterback and they should be amazing. That's all true. Uh, but how about the lens of like who can challenge them? Right. Over right. the next three years. Now, things will happen that we can't see coming. Of course. What if Atlanta gets a QB? Like, that's a squad actually. They're a QB For away. Sure. And that's why, like, I handled the Niners last year. If I were on Chicago sports radio, I'd be telling you, don't get rid of Justin Fields. Because if you do, it feels like he's going to end up on the Falcons and they will suddenly be a problem. I wonder what the Chicago sports talk poll would be. You mentioned the Philly poll would be 90 10 against Sirianni. I wonder what Chicago sports fan thinks about Justin Fields. Well, they were Might be 50 50. They were chanting his name in the stadium. And I know that that's that's emotional and drunk and and all those things. I'm with you about Justin Fields. I think that he's earned uh, the right to come back and give it a go with a better roster. And you kept Eberflus, so you keep the Flus, you might as well Well, keep the QB. Here's the other thing, though. This is the most under-discussed thing in the NFL when we get to the playoffs. And it's one word. And it's balance. We're sitting here, everything is through the lens of the QB. Uh Uh-oh, Jordan Love's coming to town. Right. And you know what's going to happen when he gets here? He's going to realize, oh, oh. This team plays defense. <laughs> Did you see anybody all weekend long? We had three days of wall-to-wall football. See anybody play defense? Kansas City played some D. Eh, they had the fifth coldest game in the history of ever against a team that we knew. Buffalo we, played some D. Sort of against Mason Rudolph. Even they sort of got back into the football game. Like, nobody played great defense. Cleveland Browns, give me a break. Whoa. You fraud. You absolute Total fraud. Well, that was the and offense with it. two pick sixes. And I you knew called it. that one too. I knew it. They you are, called it. Their 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 metrics are not good away from home. They are very good in that sloppy, cold stadium. Good for you. Get out of there. Put them in a dome. It happened when they played the Colts earlier this year. Same thing with the Texans. Total fraud. So. Who's playing defense? There are two defenses I believe in in the NFL, like firmly believe in. It's the 49ers and the Ravens, and that's why they're the one seeds. And it's why they're probably both going to do pretty well coming up over the next couple of weekends. Let's get to some calls. Let's keep going on the 49er front, 888-957-9570. And speaking of the 49er front, autographed Christian McCaffrey jersey, signed, framed. You want to win? 
All you got to do is listen for the keyword between 4.30 and 5.30, okay? So somewhere right around when Steve Kerr is joining us. You'll text the word we give you to 20357, and then you qualify. We do it all week long from 4.30 to 5.30. Also listen in the morning, 7.30 to 8.30 on the roads, 12.30 to 1.30 with Steiny and Goo to increase your chances of winning. So save that number, 20357. Put it in your phone. That'll help you be quick and qualify all week long. It's Willard and Dibs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now. Back to Willard and Dibbs on 95.7 The Game. Niners broke the Eagles. Niners kind of broke the Cowboys. Um, looking through the rest of the schedule, you know, we sort of thought last year that, uh, that they broke the Rams, but maybe not. Maybe not. And um, the only – boy, they broke Jacksonville too, by the way. Don't forget that one now. Jacksonville Jaguars, remember? I think 6-2. and two. Both teams coming off of a bye, hosting the 49ers. Niners blow them out 34-3, sending the Jags into a tailspin that leads to them missing the playoffs entirely. Um, Did they break Seattle? Beat them twice by uh, double digits. Pete Carroll, gone. Um, You know, there's Baltimore that's looming out there. I wouldn't Um, say they broke Dallas. They woke Dallas because you look at what Dallas did after that. And Dallas was great, and I mean, you saw what happened this weekend against Green Bay, and that might just be a case of uh, two teams going in different directions, and it also might be indicative of the Cowboy quarterback being a regular season phenomenon. Or, 
or something more simple. The Cowboys faced a good team, and that's what happens when they face a good team. It could be. That's it. I mean, they had two wins this year over teams with winning records. Two. They had two. And you can explain both of them away. One of them was at home against Philadelphia when Philadelphia was no longer anything that resembled a winning team whatsoever, as we well know. And the other one was against Detroit when they didn't actually win. Uh, but they beat the Rams. Uh, they beat the Rams. Were the Rams? Did the Rams have a winning record at the time? The Rams wound up with a winning record. Yes, I understand that, but right. I don't think they had a winning record. I could be wrong on that. They were um, three and five three after and that five game. The, yeah. That's always the interesting thing: yeah, is uh, yeah. you know, record over a, a team with a winning record. Do you look at it when they played them or how the team wound up? Well, and and uh, was Stafford, Stafford was in that game, right? Was Stafford in that game? On October 29th? Yeah. He was there, right? Was he still there or was he hurt? He was in that game. He was in that game. He was in that game. Yeah, you're right. He was in that game. Although he got replaced in that game. Yeah. I don't know if that's because uh, the score was out of hand or if he got knocked out. But anyway, you look at it. Uh, Yeah, I don't don't think chances are going to come any better than this. And I know how many of us feel. I was speaking with somebody who is employed by the team last week. And we parted company by me saying, you're going to get it done? And he goes, probably not. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Dallas? No, the Niners. Oh, the Niners. Said, probably not. He goes, yeah. Because, you know, that's just like our past wounding talking. Mm. And that's the way these things go. And, and uh, you know, these other teams are really good, too. They've got coaches and players and salaries and the whole deal now. Um, however, I do think that the teams... That if we had polled everybody going into the weekend and say who scares you in the NFC, I bet you the top two answers on the board are now both out. Yeah, Dallas and the Rams. Totally, totally. And I mean, I'm not that scared by Detroit. And there are things about Detroit that are scary, but a big factor is where they play. And if these two teams play, they won't be able to play. Where they play, where they play this weekend. Yeah. Now, they do have some great weapons. Your guy, Amon Ra, St. Brown, Love him. and a two man tandem in the backfield. They can run the ball, but the things that the Niners do so well are stop the run and get after the quarterback. And give credit to Jared Goff, who hung in there and played a, a good game. The offense was pretty muted in the second half, but they did enough to get that thing done. I was watching intently. In the second half, and I was just waiting for the Rams to... I mean, Puka Nakua, your other guy. No wonder why you won the Fantasy League. You had Amon Ra. That was my... You had Puka Nakua. You had both B. Robinsons, Bijan and Brian. Yep. And uh, I don't even know who your quarterback was. It didn't even really matter. Hang in there, big guy. Yeah, you That was your guy. My guy was Joe Burrow, but he got hurt, so we had to go with Goff, and he was good. Your team was deep, and uh, you you had uh, St. Brown, and you had Puka Nakua, and you watch Nakua in that game. He's so good. And uh, man, he's so good. Like if his hands get near the ball, it's a catch. He's tough. Yep. He is. He is. He doesn't drop the ball. So refined with his route running. He's smart. Yes, he catches anything near him. Um, in traffic, out of traffic, he's gonna be a problem now yeah. for the Niners for a while. Yes, gonna be a problem. I thought they were gonna win that game, and then they uh, they just couldn't. They couldn't get over the hump. Couldn't and, do it. You know the red zone. 
Three field goals in the red zone. They could not get a red zone touchdown. Well, luckily, they were in the red zone, or those field goals wouldn't have been any good. Yeah. Like, the sort of devious Maher. side of me was hoping for the Rams to line up for, for one a 48-yard field goal, oh, no. field goal to win the game down by one. And I'm like, Maher is going to, like, chase McLaughlin that thing. He's going to hit Jennifer Lee Chan okay. with this kick. I could feel it. He was terrible, and he was bad all year. Be careful with kicker karma. Because you, oh, you've got yourself... The Niners uh, you've are got yourself, scary, too. Yes, absolutely. It's not, it's not a kicker problem. But if you think about... And we'll get into it as the week goes on. If you think about why the Niners could lose this game, the kicker is on the list. Well, I would look at it this way. He's on the list. I, and, and this is a very unfair, arrogant thing to say. I know where you're going. Yeah, like that... It shouldn't come down to that. It should not come down to a kick. And, and, and one of the things that has impressed me most throughout his career, Brock Purdy, is what he's able to do in the red zone, which is so different than what Jimmy Garoppolo was able to do in the red zone. Um, and then part of that is also having a running back like McCaffrey who pounds the thing in. Uh, the Niners need to use the end zones. Use the end zones, and everything's going to be just fine. Stay healthy and use the end zones, and everything will be just fine in these playoffs. Do you know where the Niners rank in red zone touchdown percentage? Um, probably not as high as it feels like they do. Um, I don't. I don't know where they rank. Um, I would guess that they were like just outside the top ten, if I had to guess. Number one. Oh, they are. Number one. Okay, I talked myself out of number sixty-seven point two percent. It feels like they're yeah. amazing. It feels yeah. like they're incredible in the yeah, red zone. Yeah, I, I was kind of leading you uh, on a Tuesday. It was a lob. I'm throwing like, lobs on a Tuesday. I thought we were, well. I'm not a dunker. I can't jump, but I, I <laughs> like I. I feel like we talked about that at some point in the year earlier, and they weren't maybe as high as it felt like they were. But yeah, just be, be, yeah. the eye test. I mean, Moody. Has gone weeks without even being needed. Right. You're just like, dude, come kick the extra points and we'll get you a Gatorade yeah. after the game. And he's been great on yeah. that. Just yeah. finally missed one. But yeah, 67.2, uh, slightly better than Detroit and Miami. Your top three in red zone percentage. You're, you're, you're leaving out what I think is the lead story of Niners Packers when you focus too much on Jordan Love. I get it. He's on a heater. I think he's a good young player. Um, I don't think he's faced a test like this by any stretch. Um, is he scary? Could he uh, could he hit some passes? Could the Packers uh, put a few points on the board? All of that is a yes. But here's what I'll say. Uh, the 49er offense should score a touchdown on almost every drive, um, unless they mess up. Uh, unless somebody is missing assignments, the, the, the Packer defense cannot stop the 49er offense. So if the Packers get to 20, that's okay. The Niners should be hanging out north of 35. Yeah. That's what I would say in this football. Well, and the other thing that I would be concerned about, and we can monitor it as we get closer, it's the conditions. Yeah, here because, comes the rain. Well, and your boy, your guy, he doesn't do well in the rain. Now, and, Kyle Shanahan would argue with you now. And the wind. Now it's going to be rainy and windy. He would argue and, with you. Well, what he are can you argue. basing it on, though? You're basing it just on the game against Cleveland? The game against Cleveland was a big factor, okay. yes. But he's he's played well in the rain, and he's not played well in the rain. And I think that How when you get... How many rain games has he played? He's played in a few. Like, I can remember Cleveland this year. Right. I'm trying to think of anything else. What else was he uh, in the I rain? I think last year they had some uh, a rain game or two. Hey, I'm hey. trying to remember... Let me pull up there. If, uh, uh, I mean, go game by game weather-wise, but... 
I do know this in terms of the rain and the wind. It gives the lesser team a greater chance in many cases to usually, win. Usually, usually I do. Yeah, I I feel like you know there's a famous moment where Kyle Shanahan um, they had a practice in the rain, and he was literally brought to the level of being inspired by what he saw Brock Purdy do with a wet ball and wet conditions, and he loved it. And I don't know how much we've actually seen it uh, beyond that. Sure, there was the game in Cleveland, and a lot to unpack there with McCaffrey getting hurt and Trent Williams getting hurt and the conditions and the Browns' defense at home and all of that. Um, was it Sprinkling in Seattle this year on I th- Thanksgiving? I it was last year against Seattle, and he played well. He played really that well. That was the game. And that was the game he yeah. was hurt. That was after he broke his ribs right. against Tampa. And I think was that only, was a rain game It was only the second year. start of his life. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's had too many chances to do it, but I do know that Kyle Shanahan, once upon a time, felt really, really good about it. Um, we're sponsored by Safeway. It's Willard and Dibbs, 888-957-9570. How about the phones? Let's go to Rolando in Napa. Hey, Rolando, what are you doing? Uh, hey, I'm a big fan of you guys. I'm here at home. I'm uh, prepping a little bit for dinner and decided to give you guys a call right now, so I'm a big fan. So Appreciate I'm you. prepping dinner. All right, good. Uh, big question, guys. I, I just want to know, like, they got what the hell happened to the Eagles like this year? They got to do like a thirty for thirty, or they got to do some investigating. Like, what the hell went down? My question to you guys, like, is is that is this going to be considered one of the worst coaching jobs openings if they do fire Sirianni? I mean, who wants to walk into that mess of a dumpster fire? I mean, I'm asking you guys. What do you guys think? Is is Eagles if they do fire Sirianni? Is it the worst head coach opening? Because I want. I want to know, like, who who wants to take that job, knowing what you're you're gonna to have to walk into. I mean, that they officially they quit on that team. I mean, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, Rolando. Here's how I'd answer it. Um, there's two types of coaching openings. There's ones where there's a quarterback in place, and there's ones where there's not a quarterback in place. It's actually that simple to me. So if the Eagles' job opens, and by the way, I bet it's not going to. Um, I bet Sirianni stays. That would be my guess. But if it opens up, uh, you've got two head coaching openings right now that are sparkling because the quarterback is there, and that would be the Eagles and it would be the Chargers. Now, we'll see if we'll see if Dallas opens up, and obviously you can argue that the quarterback is there for at least one more year. Then contractually things can change. I don't know how you're feeling about Dak at this particular time. But to me, those openings are way better than the Washingtons and the Tennessees of the world because they're at ground zero when it comes to who the quarterback is. Perhaps, unless you uh, love Levis in Tennessee. Yeah. And uh, Seattle's got one more year at Geno. And you would assume that he gets one more crack, although you never know who the head coach will be in terms of do they buy him out and bring in another quarterback. There's a good number of quarterbacks in the draft this year. But I think if you look around at the openings right now, the Chargers would be number one. Of course. And I think you would go ahead and pencil Harbaugh in for that job if he wants it. He is the and, favorite. And I have all the lines in front of me right now. Good. In terms I, of, yeah, go ahead. And I wonder who the Raiders' favorite is, if it is Pierce, if they if he's favored to keep that job or uh, if they don't even have him on the board. Let's but see. Let me that's see. an interesting one to me because, you know, the Vegas yeah. job is is not as good as the Charger job, but it still is a preeminent brand, and Harbaugh's long been connected to the Raiders. It's not on the board, and that's because I guess technically you'd argue there is no opening 
Um, sure. And we also know that Max Crosby has already stood on the mountaintop and said, I don't want to be here if it's not Antonio Pierce. If you don't keep this guy, then you don't keep me either. Uh, that's big. That's yeah. big. When star player yeah. uh, stands up for you like that. Uh, but, yeah, it's not even on the board. The odds uh, are up for next Eagles coach if it's not Sirianni. Okay. But, but he is a favorite, a minus-150 favorite to stay. Okay, and there's also odds for the next Cowboys coach, if not Mike McCarthy, and he is a minus 300 favorite to go. To go? To be fired. I think that he will be fired. I agree. And I think that Sirianni will stay. Once you get past the disappointment and you let the dust settle, you look at 34-17 and and three straight playoff berths, and you ask yourself, how how can we get rid of this guy and do better? Because I don't know if you can do better. Now, you give him another year, and he comes back, and you, you don't get any better. And he's got work to do now. And you mentioned it with all of the older players, the retirees, the free agents. Yep. It's not a complete reboot because you have your quarterback, but it's definitely a retool at the very latest, or at the very least, rather. So I wonder how... How much faith they have in him to to be the overseer for that rebuild? Well, and sometimes also it comes down to who's available. Like, uh, you know, are the Cowboys encouraged to fire Mike McCarthy because Bill Belichick's available? Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Next Eagles coach, if Sirianni's fired, the favorite, Mike Vrabel. Uh, maybe they, maybe they're happy uh, about that idea. Favorite for next Chargers head coach Jim Harbaugh, far and away. Favorite for next Commanders head coach Ben Johnson, OC in Detroit. Okay. Favorite for next Cowboys coach if it's open, obviously Bill Belichick. Favorite to be the next Falcons head coach, also Bill Belichick. Uh, favorite to be the next Panthers head coach Kellen Moore, uh, and the favorite to be the next Seahawks head coach is Dan Quinn. Bobby Slowick, favorite to be the next Titans head coach. Okay. Uh, the Quinn, uh, Quinn move makes sense to me. And uh, if you're Belichick, it's Dallas or bust, in my opinion. I don't know if you want to go to Atlanta. I know Atlanta's got a good young roster, but it just doesn't seem like the right fit for me. Well, but a, an interesting... Old school owner. In, yeah, interesting thought has been brought up with the idea of the Cowboys and Belichick, which is who takes the power. You got Jerry Jones as your owner. And yeah. his son is running personnel. And if I'm Bill Belichick, what am I going to do? I'm going to come in and be like, yeah, you guys can keep running the show. Yeah. No, I think he comes in and says, I've got not only a seat at the table, but I've got the loudest voice at the table. And the Jones are okay with that. Well, I think that they're at a point where they have to be. Maybe. And Jerry is 80, if I'm not mistaken. Right, but Steven is... Steven r- runs it. Steven runs but it. I think you get to a point where you got to start to uh, you got to start getting this thing done. And if you can bring in the greatest coach of modern times as a guy to come in and help you, but is he? I mean, I know what you're well, saying. I mean, He's the most accomplished, sure. But Tom Brady's not going to be the QB, right? So, but I mean, Bill comes in motivated to prove all of the naysayers like you wrong that it wasn't just Tom. Well, I didn't know. I because the narrative I, now has been, oh, it was Tom. He's a great coach. I'm not saying that at all. He's a fantastic coach. Uh, he built that whole thing. Yeah. Um, but let's not act like it's apples to apples. Like he's not coming in. 
uh, under the same circumstances that he had when he won in New England. No doubt. I mean, look at the circumstances of the last three years. They were a total joke. So, um, anyway, real interesting. And Dak with a dead cap of, uh, man, it's $62 million. They've got an out after next year. They're not doing right. anything. They're not doing anything this year. Dak right. is going to be the quarterback next year. But for, And, for and sure. that, to me, if you're Bill... Do you want to come in and... I don't know. Or would you rather maybe go to Atlanta and have a clean slate to go out and draft a guy or get Justin Fields if you like him? Atlanta's an interesting roster and a very, very winnable division. Bill knows a thing or two about a winnable division. True. And uh, not a a bad way to go. Um, Can we take a moment to be thankful that we here in the Bay Area are not having this conversation this year? Was Steve Wilkes on any of those lists? Uh, People are asking on YouTube. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, but I might have to move around a little bit. He interviewed for the Chargers job, if I am not mistaken. So, where's the Chargers thing? Wilkes is number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on the board oh, at wow. twenty to one. Okay, yeah. Um, I just was asking because I don't think that the Niners get a comp pick. Uh, until he's been the coordinator for multiple years. Um, he's also on the board for the Cowboys, but he's like 17 guys in front of him. Or, or A so. Trey Lance reunion. and Oh, and he's on the board for the Falcons. Same thing, though. About 17 guys okay. in front of him. So he's on these lists. He's not high on any of them. Yeah. Not high on any of them. Okay. Um, how about Lucas and San Ramon? Hey, Lucas, what are you doing? Uh, not much, guys. I'm kind of just sitting, mourning the loss because I'm an Eagles fan out here from the Bay. Um, I'm definitely heard a lot from my Niners friends around. Um, I definitely would say I don't think the Niners necessarily exposed us. I really think that the switch from the side of Patricia, that was a huge issue for our struggles this year. And I definitely agree that the Niners, it was a little bit of a shock to us since we got dominated in that second half. It was a pretty really, really ugly loss, to be completely honest. However, Matt, Matt Patricia sucks. Like, let me just get that out of the way. Let me be clear about that. Like, Tampa Bay only put nine points in Carolina the week before yesterday. I mean, that, that's just embarrassing to go out at Tampa and lose to a team that's been so struggling on offense in the last two weeks. Understandably, I do think Carolina and the Saints have better defenses than we do. But I definitely think that it's the coaching, 100%. I don't think it's Jalen. He made a couple mistakes last night. Um, the safety was really a bad play. He has a little bit of a couple bad reads here. But Brian Johnson, I, I've been an Eagles fan for my 19 years on this planet. And Brian Johnson's probably the worst coach I've seen with Philadelphia Eagles. Lucas, you can blame coaching all you want, and I'm not going to get in your way. Uh, not even a little bit. I, I, I'm not. Yeah, uh, let Lucas eat. Well, now. I'm not, and, and I'm not a, a day in and day out Eagles expert. Uh, but I can tell you, their defensive problems run far, wide, deep, and have been there the whole year. You could have games. All you had to do was watch them play the Buffalo Bills, and it's why I came in the next week peacocking, not like the streaming app. But like a guy with confidence, peacocking, the Niners are going to kill this team because you could see it that everything was being masked at that time by Jalen Hurts in the flow. He was in the flow, so was A.J. Brown. And they could mask a lot of things. But their defense could not stop a runny nose. 
And the only reason the Bills didn't win that game is because Josh Allen missed wide-open receivers in the end zone repeatedly, including in overtime. Uh, The opportunities were all there. That stuff is not sustainable. You want to blame the coaches? Go right ahead. You're probably right on some level. But they were effective a sum total of nowhere on defense. Their defensive line is possible. The rest of their group is god-awful, among the worst in the NFL Period. Thank you for listening to my well, talk. Well, to his point, uh, the defense did get worse when they made the D.C. switch. And scoring-wise, they were 30th in the league for the season. And you look at when they went to the pencil as the defensive coordinator, they got worse. And I don't know if the team lost faith in the coaching staff, but it sure looked like that team down the stretch lost their will to go out there and compete. Yep. Ever since the Niner game, they lost five of the last six in the regular year. You mentioned the only win was over New York, and it was a bit of a nail-biter, and then you got trucked in Tampa. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let's keep taking some Niner calls, Steve Kerr, in two hours. We're presented by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. Don't forget, today's chance to get all signed up for the autographed and framed Christian McCaffrey jersey happens between 4.30 and 5.30. We're streaming live on Twitch and YouTube, twitch.tv slash 95. Seven the game youtube.com slash 957 the game all powered by first norcal credit union this is willard and dips the road to vegas is brought to you by zenny the official eyewear of the san francisco 49ers shop from over 3,000 styles at 80 percent off retail prices exclusively at zenny.com you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.